0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. My name is Craig and Brown. And
1: Oh, man. I, I wasn't done. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Didn't know we were giving last names and social security My numbers. My name is Craig Nicholas Brown. <laughs> okay, I am Daniel Scott Hunt. High five. High five. Welcome For back.
0: season five.
1: Yeah, super excited. So
0: glad that you guys are with us. Um, this is a Theomatic Podcast where we are attempting to make good theology automatic. Yeah. And what we mean by that is that we all face questions in life, and most of them are not like, what does the Bible say about this? It's just like, how do I deal with X, Y, or Z? Yeah. And then as people that follow Jesus, we need to have an answer to life's questions that is somehow rooted in God's heart and God's truth, Mm -hmm. and that's good theology. And so Mm -hmm. we're kind of answering questions and helping people
1: think through Maybe maybe another way to say it, too, is it's not just like theology isn't just sort of answers about God or the Bible, it's mm. the Bible's answers about life. Oh, that's so good, And dude. how to navigate life. I could tweet that. That could be like right? a, one of those good way to quotes. There you go. One of those retweetable quotes. <laughs> wow. Tweet it.
0: <laughs> Sweet. So anyway, we're so glad that you guys are with us. Many of you have been with us from the beginning, season yeah. one, which, man, must have been two years ago, I think, we started. Yeah. 700 uh, days ago. And you know what's interesting? I want to just say this before I jump in. Oftentimes people ask, how often do you and Daniel film? Daniel and I and Dylan yep. have actually only been together in person. Maybe this is like our sixth time. Yes. Maybe seven. Because most, we, most of the time we do the full season in, in one two-day uh, two stretch. And yep. then you've come back a couple of different times yep. to add an episode or two. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, but yeah. Daniel is moving yes. to God's
1: promised land oh, again. Man, I love it here Daniel Daniel's so much. moving back home. Yeah. So Forty I used Lane, to Idaho. be here and live here. And then I moved away for a job opportunity, which maybe this season we'll cover. I think we will oh, cover we that. Will cover it. What a what a journey. Holy smokes. I learned so much. We went through a lot of pain. And um, you know, it was a troubled time for us for about 15 to 18 months, and a lot of challenges. We'll cover that. Um, God did some awesome stuff. Um, there was some loss and some triumphs. Um, but anyway, we'll cover that, oh, and, and now we're coming back. So but we'll be here in back. two and a half weeks, and uh, we are back for good unless... We told our family this. We're like, we are back for good unless Jesus shows up. Because the, good theology says this, Jesus can do whatever he wants with my yeah. life and my yeah. time. That's it, because he is sovereign in that way. And when I chose to follow Jesus, I said, "You are not only God of this earth, but you're Lord of my life." And so wherever you say go, that's where I'm going to go. Right? Yeah. And so uh, we told our kids, "We're here unless Jesus says otherwise." So I told I'm Jess excited.
0: last night. I said, "Daniel said they're here for 10 years unless Jesus visibly shows up in every kid's bedroom and tells <laughs> yeah. them audibly you're moving." <laughs> that's what we
1: that's what we told our kids. We're like you can rest assured, Jesus will have to tell you too that we're moving. So don't don't be alarmed.
0: All right, so uh, we're going to jump right in. But before, uh, I just want to say thank you for subscribing, following, and sharing this. It's yeah. literally the only way that word gets out about this. And so if you appreciate the podcast, please share it with somebody. All Come right, on. so we're jumping in season five, episode one. This is going to be a, a hot take, quick response, yep. rapid fire. Uh, episode and so here's my first question to you daniel and we these have to be quick answers so my okay. first question to you is if you had an emoji to describe your time in utah which emoji would it be
1: the puke emoji
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay andy make sure so the puke much. emoji shows a big fat oh, I'm so the screen. sorry the puke
0: emoji see yeah. my thought was it was gonna be the one where it's was like
1: no, you know that face. Even I use that one a lot. Where I was like, Ugh. yeah, That's what, I call that the yikes emoji. Yikes. Emoji the okay. Yeah. The, the, the green vomit puke emoji. I really hated it. Wow. Yeah. It was. It was the. Um. It, it, I'll explain in the episode. It was the most challenging place, both geographically, geopolitically, and socially, I've ever lived. Yeah.
0: We are. We are definitely going to touch on this yeah. later in this season. We're mm-hmm. figuring out honestly the best way to talk about it has to do with this podcast and an episode we filmed in season four that we never released it has yeah. to do with his time there It has to do with community oh, Christianity man. so much so, yeah, so much okay okay next hot take the song reckless love by Corey Asbury can you sing it real quick Um no I you
1: didn't earn it <laughs> I don't that's yeah part. I then, love that and song. then the
0: lyrics specifically go oh the overwhelming
1: Oh, oh Ooh, the, the overwhelming,
0: <laughs> ever-ending, reckless love of God. Yeah. Okay. He is getting so much junk about this song. Like, currently, in real time? Yeah, may, probably mainly a little bit ago, because it was, like, really hit its peak maybe a year or two ago. Uh, great I song. I really like that Almost song. Almost everybody sings it, yeah. But he gets a lot of uh, junk about it because people say you're attributing... The word reckless to God that's false, blasphemous, whatever. So, your hot take is the song great? Is it theologically okay?
1: I think the song is great. And absolutely, I think it can be theologically okay if you look at how lavish God's love is toward us. Yeah. Um, and how he gets. N- one could say that his love is so one-sided that it might be interpreted as reckless, because it's no-strings-attached agape love. Yep. There's, he hasn't hedged any bets. Exactly. He gives it so exactly. freely. Yeah, yeah. The,
0: the story of the prodigal son, we say the prodigal son, but somebody, I think it was maybe Brendan Manning, said the pro, he's actually the story of the prodigal father. Ooh, and Explain. The the whole story in Luke 15 is talking about this son who—and the word prodigal means lavish or reckless spending, and he ra- lavishly or recklessly spent his money. Mm, I actually um, did not know that. The word
1: prodigal means lavish?
0: Yeah, lavish or, or reckless. Just without regard for result, he spent his money.
1: But the story is actually about a prodigal father who lavishly— yeah. It is that does. what the definition is? It does. It means um spending money or resources freely, rec- recklessly and extravagantly. Yeah, there you go. And so but the story is about a, a prodigal father
0: because it's a story about a God who lavishly spends his love on us and his forgiveness mm, on us come on. without regard for how what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And we see this also like when Jesus is talking about um the sower sowing the seed. Mm-hmm. It said he would just throw seed everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like You'd think if Jesus, you know, if it was st- strictly Calvinistic, it'd be like, okay, so I'm gonna plant it yeah, right, right here, here and in just this guy, but he just throws it everywhere and and, and it just bears fruit some places yeah. and it and grows. Some up. lands on hard yeah. ground,
1: stony ground. Like, yeah, so that's Corey, good.
0: I love the song, Corey. The song's amazing. Keep going. Write more of them. Keep going. Okay, hot take number two, number three, after the emoji. Hot take number three. Yeah. Can we call Jesus, Jesus? Or must we call him Yeshua Hamashiach?
1: Mm. (laughs) We can call him Jesus. I think his name is Yeshua um, properly, but I— Most likely it was Yeshua or Yehoshua. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. um, Dude,
0: bro, do you know how much this is a debate online? No. Oh, my gosh. I don't. People are so serious about this. Literally, people say—have arguments that if you don't say Yeshua or you pray in the name of Jesus— it literally, it it doesn't count. It doesn't work. You're like, you're missing it. What? Oh, dude, it's a huge debate. Really? Yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: What, I feel like if, that's just not the person that I know. Right.
0: You know what I mean? Like, Well, like, their argument is like, the name of God is important, which I 100% agree. And they're like, how how disrespectful can you be to not even use his name? But like, okay, so wouldn't we use... I mean, so we use the word Yahweh, like we're comfortable with it, but like the Jews don't even speak no, that yeah. name because it's too holy for them to speak it. Uh, yeah. But it's just, it's just a crazy argument. So yeah. just so everybody knows, like, so Jesus is the translation of the Greek word Iesus, which is what's written in the New Testament because it's written in Koine Greek. It's a Septuagint, but that's, right? Uh, what? Well, the oh, Septuagint sorry. is yeah. the Greek translation of the Old Testament. Yeah. But in the New Testament was written in Koine Greek, and so they wrote Iesus. Yesus, yeah. Which we translate to Jesus, mm-hmm. but Iesus for them was probably just a translation of what his name probably was, which mm-hmm. would have been Yeshua. But I think, yeah, I think the point is for me, like, yeah. God... He's not going to be like, well, you speak a, you only speak Russian. And so if you can't say it in my language, like, I'm not hearing you. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Totally
1: disagree. Like,
0: it, yeah. The point is that we know who we're talking about.
1: Right. It, I, I will add that if you feel like you can pronounce it in the original and that is moving to you, go for it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah That's great. Yeah.
0: All right. It does so, kind
1: of remind me when people say that, you know, I used to hate it when I would watch like TV and they would talk about Ricky Martin and then be like, you know, hey, here comes the Ricky Martin, you know, and they just pronounce it all like great. you know. You hear it, you know, someone speaking perfect like plain American English. white person English, and then here comes all the rolled Rs. It's like that's kind of what it sounds like, but whatever. Why, Go for why it. did you correlate
0: American and white person?
1: Well, just that vanilla, just no accent. Speech, I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh
0: Maybe one day we'll do an episode on
1: racial yeah. issues. <laughs> it's I would not today. be the right person it's to talk about today. it. <laughs> yeah, it's not today. I'd okay. be the last person you would want to speak on it.
0: Oh, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna have to be a quick hot take. Yeah, this seems like maybe a bigger question, but here we go. Number four. When this is a real question that came in through the website, when somebody has sinned and has a child outside of marriage, does that mean the two sinful parties should get married?
1: Man. So that's a deep question that sounds like... Is
0: that a hot take, a five, five-minute question? Um,
1: yeah, it can be. So my answer would be no. <laughs> you the, No, you shouldn't get married. The, well, I think that marriage is a lifelong decision, and that if you have a child outside of wedlock, that doesn't necessarily mean that marriage is the... Um, correct answer for that situation. I think that marriage is a covenant and that you need to seek God and marry the right person first and foremost. That's So I just am thinking from a theological point of view, and if this was my daughter, that's the counsel I would give her.
0: So your thought is like, mm-hmm. let's not add another poor decision to a poor decision to try and make it a not poor decision? Correct. I can't think of a scripture that requires that. Can you? No, not that requires it, but wouldn't you agree that like what would be probably best for that child is that his parents are together. I, m- m- let me ask like this. If it was a two regular people that maybe, eh, I don't know if they're going to be right for this covenant, but that hasn't happened. No, no kids like that. And your level of support of that relationship is, say, a five. And if it's that same couple, but then they have a baby, is your level of support of that ra- relationship Higher than a five, just because they have a baby, but like not like you guys have to get married right now, shotgun wedding. You must, but is there still like a little yes. bit more like yeah? You let's really see if you guys can make it. If this is gonna be good, because if it can work, that's the best solution. Yes, correct. But if it's if it's not right, let's not do that just because of this. Yes, is that what you're that's saying? That's exactly
1: how I would approach it. Yeah. Okay. Would you, are you in agreement?
0: I, I think that I think that's probably where I would land, mm-hmm. like pastorally. Yeah, I would say like we should really press into this and see if if you mm-hmm. guys can step into this covenant commitment if it's absolutely like not going to
1: work don't add that bad decision mm-hmm.
0: because later on a divorce and an ugly exactly. isn't going to help don't
1: force a marriage covenant because you have a biological child but you now have a biological child and it would be best to create a family unit yeah, if, if possible, possible. Yeah, is how that. i would approach it but there's to my knowledge which is by no means like completely exhaustive. I can't think of a scripture that requires it. Yeah, it was where I was. And I at. think
0: that I think that you're hitting it right. Like this is the thematic podcast. So if you're thinking the, what is you know what would God, I think you thinking about the covenant aspect of the marriage mm-hmm. is biblical. Yeah, and all over the place. And so mm-hmm. you really have to think that one through. We the Bible does not prescribe marriage the way that culture right now does. Correct. Where it's just like take it or leave it, start it, stop it. It's, it's such like, a big deal. It's a covenant. Yeah. And so you're you're supposed to be in until death. Yeah. That's what you're supposed I am. to. So absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Yep. Okay. Hot take mm. number five. What does the Bible say about being cremated? And I actually get this question surprisingly a lot. Yeah, I've gotten it before. Is it okay
1: to be cremated? Mm-hmm. So Just for people who may not know, cremation is where your um, body is um, burned um, upon death. After death. death. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, the reason people have the question usually is because there's some scripture that says that your body is resurrected into a new body, um, and their concern is like, well, if I don't have a body, how will I be resurrected? So that's the context. Um, So if I willfully have my body destroyed, would I miss the resurrection? Right. Um, So do you want to answer it? I I can give my opinion. Yeah. I... My
0: personal opinion is I think that the argument is unvalid because after a certain amount of time, your body decomposes and your physical body is no longer there anyway. Anyway, yeah. So plus the resurrection is a new body. Correct. So So um, I always tell people... Hey, you should do what you feel—you know, your conscience says to do. Whatever's not come from faith is missing the mark. So, mm-hmm. come on. But theologically, I don't think there's a problem with it.
1: Yeah. So I land in the exact same camp. If you are die at sea and you fall over the stern of a ship, you you're not going to have a body for very Why, long. Why fish <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's going to decompose in the water, <laughs> you know. And it's interesting because there's another there's another scripture that talks about the sea gives up its dead. How is that possible? It's not like they're just sitting in there, right? There's no bodies there, Hmm. right? So I usually cite that for people that have those fears. I'm like, listen, like, there's no like dead bodies just floating around the sea that have been there for hundreds of years. You're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Yeah, and that usually assuages a lot of people's uh, fears. But again, I answer it the exact same way. Do whatever you're comfortable with, but I don't think you need to be fearful of it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Also, side note, you can be turned into a diamond if you're cremated. They take your ashes and carbon and make you into a diamond and your loved one can wear you. Uh, I don't know why people think that's weird. I think it's so rad. I was like... Wow. Yeah. I don't know. That is sort Sh- of but then, rad but then, and then, sort of creepy, but then shine dude. shine
0: like a diamond. <laughs> Bro, you're like, this is Grandma June. Dude, like, awesome. Really?
1: Yeah. Would you be made a diamond, Daniel? Oh, 100%. I don't know how expensive it is, but um, yeah. Wow. I... Which one of my kids is going to wear me like a big old rapper bling, like yeah, right. legit? I don't know. How Who's going to gonna wear daddy, kids? Which one do you want to wear, wear? Who's going to wear daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to wear daddy around? <laughs> Whichever one of them volunteers no. gets, the... oh. gets daddy's hair. Oh, my goodness. No, well, just
0: okay, here we go. Speaking of. <laughs> diamonds here's the last <laughs> so hot damn. take question of episode one yeah it says this this is a real question and i actually get it a lot too uh is well, these it okay? are all real questions is okay for the have... record <laughs> <laughs> this that's is true real... <laughs> these are all real well i wrote the reckless love question and i wrote the emoji question oh gotcha but nevertheless the rest of these come from people uh what do you th- uh what is it... are we allowed to have piercings and tattoos mm. yeah <laughs> there go the you go. You can get a big old bling of grandpa. You could get a
1: big old diamond bling of grandpa. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got a tattoo, bro. I do. I have several. I have a tattoo as well. I have several tattoos. So um, the question... Ta- ta-
0: talk about the the biblical yeah. background for why people say yeah. it's... Uh, not just a sin, but like sure. idolatry or idol or whatever,
1: pagan Yeah, worship. there's two major reasons. There's a scripture in Leviticus. There's actually a couple of scriptures. There's two that I can think of. One is in Leviticus, so I can cite that one for you. It says, do not cut or mark your bodies. The context there, though, was it was in the context of Baal worship. People who would worship Baal would mark their bodies as a symbol or an act of worship, and it would sort of signify loyalty to Baal. Um, and then later it was sort of adopted by Christians because people in rough lifestyles would like, you know, biker gangs or people on the street, things like that would mark their bodies with tattoos. So it was just sort of like throughout history, it was like, you know, you don't get tattoos and it was in the old Testament not to do it. So, um, I always, um, um, I actually had one of the biggest conflicts in my entire ministry when I was a youth pastor was over a piercing, um, uh, a, a young man asked me straight up, "Can I get in, my ear pierced?" And I was a young pastor. I was like 24, and I was like, "Yeah!" I just literally flipped and was like, "Yeah!" You didn't think at that point. Oh man! The, the next parents. day, yeah. and this was an African American kid who was such a cool kid. He was just an athlete and a total stud, and just really loved the kid. And the next day the dad, who was a military officer, who was like the biggest, toughest dude I'd ever seen, he was awesome too, was in my senior pastor's office ready to murk me, just kill me. He was so angry. And he explained something that was really powerful to me. And while I was correct scripturally, like yeah, theologically I, I was not correct culturally. He was expressing to me that a young black man is seen different when they have i he called ice in their ears and they're not taken seriously, and that I needed to educate myself a little more before giving this young man permission I didn't understand his family values and things like that. And I, wow. So it wasn't even about, Hey, you didn't, you didn't think to ask me. It was, there was a specific reason a hundred percent. So here's how I answer it would answer it. Now I would say like scripturally in the new Testament, I wouldn't say you're prohibited first. Does your conscience sear you? Um, culturally, is it appropriate and relevant for you to do it? It is permanent, so take your time with the decisions, how I would answer it for my kids. And will it inhibit your testimony in any way? Don't limit the gospel ever. That is your highest calling. Right. Right? And then lastly, does it inhibit your social movement anywhere, like getting a job, getting into a relationship? That's how I answer it, both for piercings and for tattoos. That's how I answer it now. Yeah. You know, and if you're young or you're in an important relationship, consult those people around you that love you. That's a long, short answer.
0: Yeah, especially if you're a minor. Yeah.
1: Uh, submit to your
0: parents. Yeah, don't tell
1: your parents the that it was okay. Yeah. We're saying scripturally in the New Covenant. Honestly, we have to answer it honestly. I don't believe it's scripturally prohibited at this point, but it is certainly a heart condition, yeah. an issue of the heart.
0: Yeah, I would pretty much agree with that. I think the Old Testament passages are clearly talking about gat and 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 he was even worse than pier. some of the passages that talk about piercing we're thinking like oh a a piercing or like their belly button no no, they would literally take stuff and and pierce their bodies and cut their Mm -hmm. bodies and through their biceps it was just gross like blood splattering everywhere like very barbaric behavior lancing their own backs whipping themselves as sort of this way of, like, reaching out to these false gods that, mm. that they believed required all and these... scarring. Yeah, so, these things. Yeah. I mean, it got so bad that it goes beyond just self-harm. There's so much that was taking place in the Old Testament that was ch- child sacrifice and just mm. nasty behavior, all about worshiping these false gods. So mm-hmm. that's what that's talking about. I got the word Jesus tattooed on my back, and it's like... <laughs>
1: Mine's First John four eight. If yeah, you don't like, have love in your heart, you don't know God for God is love. You know,
0: if you don't have love in your heart, you don't know God. But if you have ink on your skin, You're you definitely hell. don't. Know God. <laughs> yeah. So I always tell people, I think that God is clear, clearly more concerned with what's on our heart than what's on our skin. Yeah, that's and a if, good one. In my case, it, it's actually I think going to build the gospel. Uh, but yeah, I think your practical applications are important. Like think about, I I put it like this. I think for me. At my age now, if I could go back, I probably would not have gotten it, even though i even though it's a good thing, mm-hmm. but just like where it's at, um you know, mm-hmm. you get old at some point i I'm not against tattoos, and like yeah. I probably would have gotten something different, yeah, but oh i hundred I don't know that I would different. want yeah. that like in on my back anymore, but yeah. it's there. I got my probably, first one when I was
1: good. eighteen, and it was free, and it looks like it was free. A guy freehanded, Dylan's on the me 2 um, A guy freehanded it in his garage. Huge mistake. Don't do what I did. Um, it, uh, be thoughtful. It is permanent. Yeah, I tell um, people to think about it for one year. That's smart. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not an expert. I don't know the health ramifications. There may be some. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm just, you know, this is the thematic podcast, not the, you know, for your health podcast. So I don't know. All right, well, that was a fun
0: first episode. Rock and roll, man. So anything else for the good of the order? <laughs> oh, <No>, it's, <No. laughs> <to be> <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thanks for joining, everybody. Uh, we're so glad that you're with us. And again, if you just would consider sharing this episode and, and leaving a review on wherever you're hearing this or consuming this content, we really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you have any questions, you can find us at the thematicpodcast.com. You can submit your question there. Um, or you can email us at the thematicpodcast at gmail. Um, you can find mm-hmm. my ministry at LogiCostMinistries.com, and you can find each of yes. us on social media. Check out LogiCost doing some
1: awesome, awesome stuff over there. It's amazing. Oh, Thanks,
0: Daniel. Appreciate yeah, that. All right, we'll see you
1: next time. God bless you guys. Peace.